I never understood ASMR. Never made much sense to me. I remember there was this, you know, back in, like when I was growing up, like people started having phones with uh, internet and shit, and uh, having internet, internet was quite a rarity. It's like, it was, wow, he has internet on his phone. Parents must be loaded. And um, I recall, you know, back then, like, memes were kind of a thing, but they weren't called memes. They were just like little files that people were sending each other through, through infrared. I think it was called infrared. And sometimes Bluetooth if your phones were really fancy. Now I don't remember why I'm telling the story. I've completely forgotten why I'm telling the story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyhow, this is the voice of Yamato. Episode number five. We just had a 2-0 week. Today is my free day, so always on my free days, my mind just uh, melts a little bit and goes into recovery mode. Just need a day to recover. Working in the LEC, it's kind of weird to say that you're working in the LEC because you're living the LEC. Like, you commit yourself to a city, to a location. You commit yourself to a team and to a group. And um, all in all, you know, it's a commitment. It's like when scrims are over, the players play solo queue. When scrims are over, I watch VODs and I talk to the players. In my free time, I play League of Legends. So it's just, you know, full time. All in, you live League of Legends, right? Let's just give uh, VIP to our boy Nelson Snake Gaming in the chat. Is that what uh, SNG stands for? Family name. I see, I see. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to associate you with, with snakes. It was not my intention. If you come here for information, you've come to uh, the wrong place. I'm not much of, of a talker when it comes to preparation. Just give feedback on... But I think my players did great. Two a week. I think we had to two this week. You know, it's important that we restore the fear of, um, you know, 
It's supposed to be a grand event when you face Fnatic. Same way when you face G2, it's a grand event. And these early matches that we've had, it's important that we restore that fear into people, you know? I don't want people to be confident coming into the matches against Fnatic. I want them to feel like a knife is at their throat the entire game. And I think we're beginning to slowly achieve that. We lost a silly game against Mad Lions. We lost twice against Akali. You can blame me for that. And that's okay. I'll take it. First game against Vitality. I think Vitality could, can play a lot better than they did. I think they are stronger than what they showed. And uh, we're not going to underestimate them at all. Coming into the next match against Vitality, which will happen, I believe, in week five or six. Sephmer so is going through some, some stress. I know the guy is going to bounce back and he's going to uh, do so, so well. I'm happy that they bounced back on the next day. Like they had probably the quickest game of the season against SK. Barring, you know, SK is SK. I um, don't envy the position they're in. SK. I think SK is clear 10th place. They took a risk. Doesn't seem to be working. We'll have to see how this progresses. Just there's not enough firepower there, I believe, to do anything interesting. But we'll have to see. I don't want to put myself in a position where I underestimate anyone. I've learned that the more you win, the harder you have to work. Because everyone looks at you. It's the same like in the UFC, they always say it's easier to win a championship, it's harder to keep a championship under your belt. We've won three straight. We face G2 next week, which is always exciting. Always super, super exciting. But all in all, you know, I believe Vitality have more in them than they showed against us. That game was over very quick. Whippo and Hilly. At the beginning of the season, before it started, I tweeted out that this is going to be the strongest jungle super duo, and I think the argument is pretty strong for them still. They read the play with the own TP very well, and Brom, Viego, just one tap the rumble, and then after that, you know, the game was in our hands. Do you think Akali is just broken now so everyone can first pick it? Shouldn't there be some decent answers in her? There are some answers in her. Like you can take, like as much of a meme COG is, COG's composition is quite interesting. If you think about, you know, Jizuki played Akali into Kled, Galio. The Vi. These are champions that are pretty damn good against uh, Akali. 
The second game against XL was a decent game, I would say. Decent game. Fun game to watch, you know. It's important that you don't give compositions like that, you know, any breathing room. And we did give them breathing room because Volibus well, still that dragon, right? And um, that was just the masterclass, right? We will took the Raptors, smited the red, then just kept pressing onto the Volibear. Yo, easy. How you doing, man? Good to see you in the chat. You told me you're not much of a League of Legends person. So I have uh, very little of interest uh, that I can share with you. Actually, I went bust on Rollbit. I went bust, and um, I'm just waiting for my monthly. I'm I'm waiting for my monthly um, cashback. The 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 house share to to kick back to me. That's what I'm gonna make a return. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good to see you in the chat. Excel. <clears throat> I think we we just won because we were better players. Honestly. Uh, that that game, uh, I got pretty carried by by my boys. I can admit that. This guy Zoe is something else, man. This guy got an A plus in geometry because the angles this guy finds is absolutely fantastic. Really, really gorgeous. Opposite Callista, dangerous. I feel good about where we are. Are you afraid of G2 next week? No, not at all. Currently, I'm not really afraid of anybody. I feel like everyone's kind of finding their form and... Reckless said that Hilly and Upset are probably the best bot lane in Europe. What are your thoughts about that? I think Hilly and Upset is the best bot lane that... has ever played from West. Like... You say Europe, but I think you can involve North America in that too. I can't think of what bot lane could potentially be stronger, you know? If we go down the line, right? Like who would be in the contention, right? I believe Upset and Hilly works better than Upset and, I mean... Works better than Hilly and Reckless did. And that was a pretty high bar that they set, right? Considering their performance at the World Championship last year. Let's um, think of someone else. Perks Mickey. I think back uh, in... Um, Like when they won MSI and went to the World Finals, Perks and Mickey were pretty damn good. If that's a stretch. I mean, they didn't win anything yet. Well, I don't think it comes down to winning, you know? There are, there are best players that don't win, you know? That occurs. It's just from, from, from the ability to squeeze everything from, from a lane phase and out of the champions, I think, upset and... Upset and Hilly, 
it's, it's crazy. Reckless and Nitty was something else in Worlds. They just destroyed everyone. Yeah, they they were they played very well, right? Especially against Top Esports. But they also got smacked, right? By Genji's bot lane. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Genji played uh, Aphelios Tarek. They got smacked. The Nemesis died 1v1 to Renekton as Lulu. They didn't show what happened on camera, so I can't really judge Nemesis. I really don't know what happened. <laughs> Good times. That game went from game over to game lost very fast. <laughs> it, was, it was a weird one. But all in all, I, I believe that Upset and Hilly are in that conversation. Definitely are in that conversation for, you know, in terms of skill and talent. Just highest ceiling of any bot lane that has ever played uh, in the West. You know? People say that Upset is overrated. I don't understand why. He constantly performs so fucking well and shines every single game. Honestly, he fits so well in Fnatic. Upset would feel, fit well in any team. Upset is a blessing, man. I wouldn't want to change. <sighs> Upset is fantastic. How can you say that this guy is overrated? It's insane. It's really, really insane to me. It's once again one of those things, you know? Because he... Yeah, people just look at titles. And that's okay, right? Like people look at titles and that's how they judge players by it, you know? Upset hasn't won any titles yet, but this guy has done great things on weaker teams and uh, he has worked his way up. If people don't think that there's an element of luck that is... Um, part of uh, you know your success career wise there is an element of luck right let's say adam for example right adam would eventually join an lc team right he would eventually go to lc he, he he's a good enough player that he would eventually reach lc but his first team is fanatic and there's an element of luck to it, right? There's an element of timing. There's an element of a lot of things. A lot of pieces need to move in a way for that door to open itself, right? And if I'm thinking I'm in, from Adam's position, his first LEC team is together with Upset Niski. His jungler is Bwipo. His jungler is one of the best top laners in Europe. And he's playing with Hilisan. I can throw my name also in the pool, but already the, the players have enough experience to, to, to share with you that it's unbelievably fortunate to be in such a position as a rookie, right? And we are fortunate to have Adam. I'm very happy to have Adam. Don't get me wrong. But there are some players that have to go through the ringer, right? Some players have to go through the ringer and uh, they have to go through a vicious cycle. <laughs> 
you know, before they get to a point where they can truly, truly deliver, right? And upset. Now with Fnatic, this is his opportunity. For sure. It was like I, I, I went through the ringer, right? I went through I went through a lot to get to the point of getting here to Fnatic. Right? I went through a lot. And I'm, that that experience makes me who I am. So I'm very happy that I went through the that experience. Right? There was a world where if my parents uh, didn't want me to finish school, maybe I would have joined or my path would have looked different along the way. Good to see you, Pete. What do you make of Samira? Only your Samira is good. No one else is Samira. Only yours. Any as your tips, just hit Q. Yeah, we 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 are chilling big time. We're enjoying ourselves. The the, the group is fantastic. Honestly, the the group is really really fantastic i'm uh, very happy about the group that we have and uh, everyone truly cares as long as you as long as you have a group of people that care like truly care and they are motivated to win then you just have to find the right words to to bring them together and then it will be okay you know i have fantastic players really really fantastic players i don't want to take any credit, you know, because my, my players are just really, really insane. If you must change one of your players, who would it be? I'd rather kill myself. All in all, two a week, I feel good. Next week, it's going to be just as important. We just have to keep leveling up, leveling up. Keep reminding the boys, this is a marathon. We can't slow down. The more we win, the harder we have to work. And um, you guys say chill, but I've made the commitment, right? I made the commitment to the players and... Uh, Oh, you know, answer Pete. What did, I missed what Pete said. One of, honestly, one of the best team atmospheres I've had in fact. I've answered this. I answered Pete. Pete's a, Pete's a homie.
Uh, let's take a look at the Twitter uh, post. I asked, what should we talk about today? BW284, same as someone in the chat. G2 players praise Nelson a lot. Would be interesting to hear your thoughts about him and if you plan to get someone with similar experience like him. In general, how your plans with the coaching staff going forward is. More and more teams invest heavily in people in new buildings. Well, I think Nelson is a very, very unique person because he has the LPL experience. The, the experience of how things work in each region is... Like the experience, is, it, it, it differs by a lot. Differs by a lot, you know? I can say that because I've been in Korea. And I've coached in Europe. Right? I can say that there is a, a clear difference. I've also bootcamped in, 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 in China, right? And I've l paid attention to how RNG works. But this was a very limited time frame. And Nelson is a person that has experience in the LPL, speaks fluent English, and is at a point in his life where he uh, is intrigued by uh, Western League of Legends and is now working for G2. That's, that's a very unique character because most people that can actively work in the LPL are going to actively work in the LPL. Right? Because LPL does the most money, it's the best league, the people that are good enough to work in the LPL are going to just stick around. Right? That's the thing, Jendrik Bender. There aren't many Nelsons around. And um, I think with his uh, experience of how teams are improving in the LPL, what they focus on, what they think is important, that is a, a perspective that is very, very interesting. Are there really analysts known to be smurfing? Well, I think... If, uh, if I look outwards, I'm very happy with our analyst slash strategic coach. Kevin Shaves is very, very good for us. Me and him, we can have conversations, we can challenge each other, and he's up to speed with everything that's going on. And that's, that's a massive blessing, you know? For me to have someone to spar with and to engage with while I am looking at scrims is super helpful. Super, super helpful. I enjoy that a lot. Uh, so like Shaves is, is turbo smurfing. Because he's really, really in tune with the game. And if I look outwards, I would say... K's, right? He's currently for TSM. Look at this guy's track record, man. Look at this guy's track record. Already his track record is monstrous. K's track record is unbelievable. Let me just pull it up real quick. Alright. Let's take a look at K's. Alright. So Case was in Fnatic, 2018 Fnatic, right? That was a monster of a Fnatic. <laughs> they went to the World Finals. One back-to-back -back splits. I got smacked by this Fnatic, okay? Then he went to Team Liquid, 2018 to 2019. During that time, 
Team Liquid, very dominant. If I remember correctly, I think they won both splits back to back. Go JJ, double lift, impact. Right? After that, went to Origin. Yeah, TLM is high final. True. But. Yeah, true. You're right. MSI final. After went to Origin. Origin were really good in spring. They were doing well in spring, and then they fell off a cliff <laughs> when, when K's left. <laughs> and then they joined TSM, and TSM went to Worlds, and they won the split. So this guy is just, he's just, he's just, he's just a winner. He just, he's broken. I can only imagine how broken this guy is. <laughs> but I couldn't care less about what this guy tweeted, you know? Origin just wanted to cut their budget. Astralis wanted to cut their budget or something, and they removed uh, the best spots. Back in case, is, 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 is a smurf, man. What a baller, man. What a track record. Absolutely insane. Crazy. So yeah, back to the original question. Did you play as uh, Praise Nelson a lot? That perspective is, is interesting. It's, it's a really good one. G2 Nelson, speaking of the devil, wrote, wrote well, as an answer to what should we talk about today, he wrote Fiddlesticks. Fiddlesticks is cool. I think Spire showed some interesting mechanics. Um, pretty interesting. Kent asks, why does Cloud9 keep drafting these horrible drafts? Let's take a look at C9 draft. LCS. LCS. Let's take a look at these drafts. Let's look at the most recent ones. Karma first pick. Ezreal Renekton. Leeson Diana. Hmm. Okay, okay. C9. First pick Akali. Borrow Stump. Thank you very much, Ivo Jacob Wolf. When do you sub yourself in Jess's style? Maybe for the last game of the season. If it's against SK, I will, I will sub myself in. Set Volibear. Volibear jungle set top. Hmm. C9 versus CLG. First pick Gwen, Zinza, Lulu, Kogma, Justana. Anyhow, the question about C9 drafting, like, C9 are in a position where 
I just, this historically, Perks doesn't give too many fucks about regular season. Like, C9 is a team that is going to ramp it up when it matters. So C9 is a team that I would never fucking worry about. Just because they have the likes of Perks there, they have the likes of Mithy there, they have, uh, they, they have people that know how to win. As silly as that sounds. Yanni asks, I think a good topic could be about benching stand players. When should, shouldn't you? Well, I think if you pay a, a huge sum of money for a player that is very good. You know, we're not at that point. First and foremost, why on earth do... I go, like, if, if you make a substitute, why do you have to fucking make an announcement? Yeah? Or do we make an announcement? I, I don't know why people have the, feel the need to explain anything. That's weird to me. Traditional sports, I've never seen it. I've never seen anyone, like, explain. Yeah, we're benching this player because of this and this. What the fuck? It's fucking... Bench, bench the dude and move on, you know? Don't mention anything. Keep everyone in the dark. Why do you have to explain yourself? But at the same time, I don't think League of Legends is at a place where, you know, you can effectively use substitutions. The issue with it is when the players hop into a game, they need to finish a game. I can't make a substitution in the middle of a match, right? So that synergy needs to be in place. Very important. It's also important because the game is changing, right? The game is constantly changing. And to keep up, it's easier to work with the five same individuals. Very rarely do you have a situation where people are actually actively using substitutes correctly. And I would, I would lie if I told you that I figured it out. I think it's tricky. Very tricky. You can't substitute two people real time. And um, thank you very much, Rodish Star. The only team that has ever done it successfully is T1, right? With Kuma. Commander of the city, lad, in events, Rabore. So, SKT. SKT, they use uh, substitutes, right? But the key thing, SKT just happened to have two great players. Right? And when push came to shove, it came down to Bengi. Because that's the person that they invested the most amount of time with. 
right? Time is, is of the essence. And um, when it comes to making these substitutions, you know, when you're benching a star player, usually people do it because they hope that there is some kind of a reaction, right? You don't make... You don't make um, such a decision because it's tactical. There is no way in hell that anyone would believe that Jenkins is the better top laner over Alfari. And I'm saying that without watching Jenkins. So I'm saying this based on the information that I've heard from others. So take with a grain of salt. If I turn out to be wrong, my hands are clean. Okay? My hands are clean. I remember hearing, I think it was Kobe, he's like, yo, Jenkins is the best GP in, in North America. I was like, did you, did you just say this? Jesus. Nevertheless. When these teams are benching star players, they're hoping for a reaction, right? It doesn't come across to me in the benching of Alfari, as if it's been an ongoing process, right? Let's say I work with the player, he is problematic. And I address this problem with him, and I actively, I should actively try to work together with him, right? And then you actively work together some more, and then you try something else because the previous thing didn't work, and then you try again. And then you try again and try again and try again. And then the only point where it would make any sense to bench a star player is because in your mind you believe that this benching is going to lead to his own improvement. Right? That would be like the only justification. And that that point can only be reached after you've tried countless amounts of times to figure out this issue, right? Because when you have five players, you've made a commitment to them. You've made a commitment that all problems that come up, they're your problems. They're our problems. So you're hoping for an improvement or a reaction. But how it comes across to me is that there's an ego problem. I always say, I shouldn't say I always say, because a lot of fucking people say this. A lot of people say this. No player is bigger than the team. And the thing that I like to add is also there is no coach that is bigger than the team. And how this whole situation has been handled, it seems like it's more of an ego thing. You know? It's sad when you're in an environment, you know, the first law of power. I don't know if you guys have read the book by Robert Greene, 48 Laws of Power. I believe his name is Bobby Greene. I have the book right there. Nevertheless. Never outshine the master. It's, it's, it's one of the laws of power. But to be in an environment where the coach is the master, I don't think it really fits League of Legends. 
I feel like it's borderline criminal not to achieve anything with that TL roster. Yeah, it would be. Jensen, Kojj, Alfari. That's already. Ooh. Jesus. Coach's ego should be the least of a problem a team needs. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I find joy in the growth and the success of my players. It really, really brings me joy. And it's probably one of the most exhausting thing. Like, it's probably the most exhausting thing for me in League of Legends is when... I just hate off-seasons. I hate off-seasons. Truly, truly hate off-seasons. Because I like to commit myself to players. I really, really... I, I think this is the only way to get the most out of coaching. is to commit yourself, you know? Like, you're going to... Do everything in your power to make, to, to try to make this player succeed, you know? Because you believe in his potential, you believe in his talent, you believe that the sky is the limit for this person. And then the off-season comes and things just have a weird way of changing themselves. You know, me, me getting replaced in Vitality was was so exhausting because two and a half years I put my blood and sweat and tears on the line you know and I don't hold anything against vitality because this is the nature of the business you know things can change very fast and that's just how it is and how it goes but I'll be honest with you guys that moment in time was so fucking tiring you know tiring The Vitality roster did mean a lot to me. It still does. My um, current team also means the world to me. Sandbox means the world to me, man. I'm fucking happy that they beat T1. I'm really fucking happy to beat T1. I'm happy for Joker. I'm happy for Summit. I'm happy for Fate. You know? I'm very happy. I don't feel too much love towards Effort and Prince and Croco. But... The homies that I work with, you know. Those are my homies. For life, man. The book I was talking about before was um, 48 Laws of Power. Why do you think Sven was replaced? I don't know. I don't know. Only the people in Sinai know.
if they made salary caps for LCS, LCS would die. Do you think G2 has a higher chance of winning Worlds after Nelson joined? Well, I'm, I'm sure he's a positive benefit, right? He's not going to make their chances worse. Can you tell my friend Vino happy birthday for his 18th birthday? He's a big fan. Happy birthday. Meha Nola. You ask me if Sun Tzu or Machiavelli, why would I choose when you can learn from two geniuses? How to play Brom like Hilibaba? Adnan Mahfouz asks. Well... Learn how to Q-Flash. Learn to use only E when projectiles are actually flying and use it last second, you know? A lot of, people, a lot of fucking noobs use E just because, oh, I'm in battle, I should use E. No, 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 no. Dumb. Stupid. Don't make us stupid. Do not make us stupid. And finally, look for ways to get delivered, you know? Make your teams deliver you. You can jump in on other people, and this champion can engage. That's it. Marcos says, Whip of Flame Horizon Dan and how he gapped nearly all jungles he faced so far. Yeah, I think that's fair, except maybe Mad Lions. But that was, you know, a mistake that he made, right? Because of the mistake that Adam made. And then it was just kind of a, you know, we tried to fix it for each other. And uh, everything kind of fell apart, fell apart for us, which is okay. But Whippo is monster, man. We're all the haters. We're all the haters. We said, um... I'm quoting, okay? I'm quoting them. Yamato is fucking retarded. I'm quoting them. I wouldn't uh, use this type of language. We're making this change. Of course, it's early. We're only three and two. We lost two games. But uh, we'll see. What do you think about Carmine Corp? Okay, Core got a fucking steal for getting Kabushard. That's a goddamn steal. Kabushard is a great fucking player. It was a fucking joke that he's not in LEC. Kabushard is fucking insane. It's really, really good. Really, really good. La petite patate. Yes. Niski explained la petite patate for me. 
Why are you such a smart gentleman? I wouldn't call myself smart. Just talk slow and take my time and I reflect on the things that I do. Experience only becomes experience after you've reflected on it. Say something in Arabic. أنا بحب اللحمة كتير. These are the Sony twos. I use Sony four for walking outside, but um, the twos for my uh, computer. Do you think MetaShift has hurt Mad Lions? Oh, these homies went to MSI, give them some time to recover. Do you think you will win versus G2? Yes, I think so. I don't know what Reckless said on PJL about Fnatic, so uh, I don't know how to, to add to that. Someone asked me to talk about LNG. Well, I didn't watch LNG's latest game against RNG. I need to kind of catch up. It happened so recently. So... Okay. Regular said Fnatic is the team to watch at the moment. Yeah. It's an interesting topic, right? Is um, best of threes. I don't like that these franchise systems are about making it interesting for the bottom feeders. That to me is sad. I couldn't care less. It's easy for me to say though, because I'm a fanatic. That's funny, man, this community. You know, I've been saying that Upset and Hilly are by far the best bot lane for a very long time, and I've been told that I'm crazy. And then now Nelson said it, I'll dominate said it, and um, now I see this everywhere, which is okay. Of course, if, if the wrong coach says it, then it's not as cool. But yes, they are really insane. My bowling is crazy good. There we go. Nelson is back to, <laughs> to say it again.
Absolutely, they put in the work, man. They work harder than anyone that I've seen. Like, the best bot lane I've ever seen in action is... Like, I got fisted by Uzi Mata back in 2016. Uzi Mata playing Ezreal Nami was something else. Back in 2016. Screaming against Life and Ruler playing Ash Karma was also really something else. Like, that was really, really... Crazy. And then Deft Mata 2018 was really, really blew my mind. Like, really blew my mind how good they are. You know, you know when you get fisted so hard that the only thing that you can do is like, yeah, let's just do what they're doing and hope it works because, yeah, mental. Yeah, Mata's really good. Mata, Ming, these two guys. Mata, Ming, Hilly. Best uh, three supports to ever grace the game. Mata, Ming, Hilly, Kiwi Kid. Yes. Fucking <laughs> Kiwi Kid. Kiwi Kid Core JG bot lane. <laughs> what else can we talk about today? Have you seen the situation at Damwon? And if you did, how do you feel about them benching Ghost? Look at that, man. At least as far as I know, Damwon didn't make a statement. Didn't make a statement, didn't try to explain themselves. They do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, because that's within their rights. They want to get a reaction out of Ghost. They want to get a reaction out of their team. Right? So they make a change because they believe that that reaction is going to be positive, whether it is improving the team or it's improving Ghost. Right? Ghost, I remember Showmaker was saying in an interview that, you know, you know, Ghost is playing a lot of solo queues to get his level back up. Well, that's cool, right? That's it. They didn't need to explain anything. They didn't, I don't think they explained why they did it or how long they thought about it or. You know, if it was a, a spur-of-the-moment decision, or Taco Bell, or something else. 
So, you know, blessings to them. I think on a topics like this, once again, Koma is, is, is a smart guy. Good track record. Um, I'm sure he knows what he's doing. And um, Damwon has really, really insane players that can world swap. I can... Canyon is playing Viego and Akali and ready to go top with his Jays. You know, this, this guy is, is balling out. I can show Maker is stomping people as AD carry. Doing better than Ghost could ever dream of. That's why in the offseason, you know, Khan is a great pickup, but I thought they're going to get uh, uh, Chovy. I thought they're just going to pick up Chovy. You know? League will eventually reach a point where you have five players good enough to play all positions. It will eventually get to that point. Unless it gets, like, so overhauled over and over again. How do you feel about Korea for T1 instead of their former support? Oh, Korea is insane. Korea is really, really good. I don't see why. Their, their former support was Effort. Effort is now in Sandbox. I think Korea is a fantastic pickup. Really good player. Really, really good. Korea was the stream... I was watching Korea stream always when I was in uh, Korea. Scrims over. Korea was in contract prison where he needed the stream. And... Um, I was watching him do that. Do you think a team of five showmakers will be top three team in this? Yeah. Five showmakers would, could win worlds, I think. Just imagine how broken it would be to have five guys just thinking the same thing. It's like a... Um, Multi-boxer. Back in World of Warcraft, people multi-boxed. Five shamans. Do you think Chovy is the best mid right now? I think Chovy is the best laner. He's the best laner, but I think Showmaker is better at uh, understanding how to impact the game. You know? is better at understanding how to play with his jungler, understanding how to play into pressure side lanes, how to to spread this pressure, you know? Chovy makes the enemy mid laner feel his presence. Showmaker makes the enemy team feel his presence. I think that's the underlying difference. But both are fantastic players in their own right. And if someone told me Chovy is better, I'd be like, well, you have your reasons. And I would be like, that's fine. But I was really expecting Chovy to join Damon. That's something that's been weird always in, in, in Korea. The distribution of players is quite uneven, you know? And if they put all of the, like... They put all the super players on one team. 
very dangerous. Korean solo queue and Korean culture has a way of producing really, really good players. I noticed it right away when I joined Sandbox. Like, you know, Sandbox, we managed to, like, we didn't manage to go to playoffs even. But in the individual level of, of my players, oof. just the individual level is crazy. Really, really good. Do you think league teams will ever get as developed on comms as military units and the like are, or will it always be a bit of a free-for-all? Well, the thing is, the difference in league is that all information that you might need is available to you. Right? If I'm in the military, let's say we are a SWAT unit that is going to raid a building, and we need to enter from two sides. I'm not going to be able to see what the other side is seeing, right? I need to have comms. We need to talk about the timings. We need to say Alpha Tango, Bravo, um, Xylophone. I, I don't, you know, and that is, that is used to it, you know? Everything can be kind of mapped out in a way. While in League... You, you have access to all that information. You can, you can check, you can pan over, you can look, you can pay attention, you can look at the minimap. And uh, there is an element of, um, you know, responsibility. How's your experience in, in, in Mina, actually? Well, I, I didn't spend too much time there, right? I just played one tournament, which was um, the, the Nexus, uh, Nexus uh, tournament. They have money. Like, those guys have fucking money. Like, I, I played one tournament. We got fifth place, I believe. Fifth or fourth. And uh, we got 30k. Like, I got 7.5k. We divided it by six. 7.5k. Uh, do the math yourself. And um, I was there with Oshtek Warriors. And the, the guys were fantastic. The Arabic culture is very, very good, you know, for, for team spirit, you know. Because Arabic culture is all about your family, taking care of the people that are close to you, brotherhood, you know. So the culture for making a team successful was, it, it was cool, you know, it was interesting. The tournament itself, you know, they spent millions and millions on the fucking venue. I couldn't believe my eyes about how much money they spent um, on that event. Jason Derulo performed... After the finals. That was so absurd. You know, like, I was watching the finals with my players. And then afterward, Jason Derulo. And then he just does a two-hour concert. And he sings everything live. He's wearing, like, diamonds and shit. And there's, like, dancers flying all over the place. Like, well, what, what on earth is Jason Derulo doing here, man? <laughs> it's mad. Absolutely crazy. And, and you know, every, before every song, he says, Jason Derulo. He play like 20 songs. And still, Jason Derulo. Like, we know Jason Derulo. We know you. 
and he was singing live. It was fantastic. And we were like a crowd of maybe 200 people. And we were 200 people watching Jason Derulo. If I wanted to, I could grab him. Like, there was no, very little security. Like, I could just grab his leg if I wanted to. It, it was weird. It was the same. Like, my girlfriend played a tournament in Abu Dhabi. Right? She played a tournament in Abu Dhabi. And Gucci Mane performed. Gucci Mane performed. And my girlfriend explained to me that no one knew where he was performing. There was like five people watching Gucci Mane perform up until the point where he's like, fuck this, I'm leaving. <laughs> I, I don't want to do this. It's fucking awful. <laughs> As <coughs> Gucci Mane. There weren't many people there at all. It was, it, was, it was a fun event. At one point, it just started raining. And I was like, yo, holy moly. Saudi Arabia, it, it never rains here. So they didn't prepare. All of a sudden, they were asking everyone for help. Yo, guys, help us. We need to cover all the computers. We need to cover everything with plastic. <clears throat> we have to cover everything. Because they didn't expect rain. And she would just... It was falling apart because that, it just started raining out of nowhere. It was mad. But on Lord, the experience was fine. At one point, it was a bit silly because we had to wait like eight hours. And I was, we were playing this card game. And they just forgot about us. And they were treating some of the other teams a lot better than us. Because they had like connections with politicians and shit. It was a bit corrupt. But all in all... Players fantastic, the rioters fantastic. It was um, it was interesting. Did you manage to make some acquaintances throughout the Nexus event? Well, I met a lot of people, right? But the person that I'm probably closest to is um, is of course uh, Galul Ali. That was that was quite the experience. But they have money. They have money over there. Freaking Jason Derulo. <coughs> the weird part was, uh, Galu, the Tunisian guy, yes. So basically, I, uh, on, on my plane ride home, like I'm, I'm, I'm having some, some shitty flight. Like it's not a shitty flight. Like for me, it's 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 a respectable flight. It isn't like Ryanair, your legs, you're gonna lose your legs. That type of flight. No. It is all about. Like it was a decent flight. It was like a tier two flight. Okay. And then as I'm entering to the left, Jason Derulo. He's in the same plane as me, man. And he's sitting in this tier two flight on the front row because they try to, you know how when you, you, you buy a, a, an airplane ticket and they try to sell you uh, that shit. They, they try to sell you this shit with um, freaking, what's it called? You, you, you're about to check out. It's like, yo, do you want priority boarding? You want priority boarding, man? You want to, you want to feel like you're better than everybody? You want to be in the front row? You have this, this extra leg space? So you can really stretch out your toes. That's where Jason's ruler was sitting. And then I see him with his Beats by Dre. And the man is wearing diamonds. 
diamonds. You know what his diamonds necklace said? Just guess. Guess what his diamond necklace said. Jason Derulo. And then, you know, when we're about to, when we're about to fly, we're about to fly. He just stands up, you know, because I'm like on the, on the fifth row. I'm like on the fifth row. I'm watching Jason Derulo stand up. And I don't know if anybody else knows if that, that Jason Drool is on the plane because I, I have like this associative memory that the man just performed and now he's on the same plane as me. And he walks up, knocks on the plane cabinet. They open up. They're like, oh, wow, Jason Drulo. He takes over the, the, the microphone. He takes over the microphone and then he's once again, he just wants to inform everybody that on the plane, we have Jason Derulo. And then he goes back to his seat. And that was the end. That was the end of my Jason Derulo story. That was mad. Absolutely mad. It was quite annoying too because... He, yeah, the last part was his exaggeration. He was, he was listening to his beats. And beats, you know, if you don't have the over-ear ones, they leak sound, man. The guy was listening to his own music. He was ha having beats on, and he was listening to his own music. You had Jason Derulo listening to himself sing, Jason Derulo, ooh, what you say? And then I missed when he left. And that was it. That was it. That's my story of how it was to be in, in, in Saudi Arabia and, and uh, coaching himself, like coaching in, in Minna. If you think about it, listening to your own music is like fapping. What? How is the actual salary of an LEC coach compared to a player? Let me say I wish I was a player. You actually sing well, ever considered the singing career? Maybe. Maybe one day I'll move to Japan and I'll sing Ndame uh, Dane Ndame Yo Yes, indeed. Same, Nelson. <laughs> More than anything, I wish I was a player on the LPL. <laughs> J-pop duo Nelson and Yamato? Just give me a call. When both Fnatic and Gita don't go to Worlds, we will uh, make a J-pop band. <laughs> Where is that ASMR channel that you promised? I didn't. Since we're dropping facts here, John Cena follows me on Twitter. Well, John Cena follows like 200,000 people, I'm sure. Let's, let's check how many people John Cena follows. Okay? 
Let's just check it out. John Cena. John Cena follows 300,000 people. Jesus. Let's start with this question. Sorry for spamming. I would very much like to hear you talk about some specific stuff you brought to Fnatic as a coach and how it is to work with these guys. Keep slinging as always. Big fan. Thank you very much. Uh, well, you know, my job is to make sure that the players are on the path of progression and on a path of improvement. And my job is to make sure that they never stray off this path. That there is clear goal setting in mind and that there is, you know, clear intention behind what they are doing. Uh, my job is to make sure that they are guided and that they have the guidance to take the right steps, you know? And um, my job also encompasses taking responsibility for every aspect of the team. Seeing as I am the head coach, I'm responsible for... Uh, the coaches um, uh, responsible for the players, making sure that uh, they know what their job is and that they actively do their job and to make sure that that feels rewarding, right? It's important that what you do feels rewarding and that you feel that you progress. So that is my job. How that looks like from player to player is very different because players have different needs. You know, for example, Hilly and Upset, I'm not going to be able to teach them anything new about bot lane, right? Their needs are very different. Adam has very different needs in comparison to a, a Hilly, right? So, because each player is unique, they have different needs. And making sure that you fulfill those needs and that they are on the path that is right for them, very important. It's important to adjust yourself to the player because you want to give them the freedom to express themselves in what they do in the day-to-day. -day. They need to have the right pinch of freedom to be able to express themselves because this is where creativity kicks in. And I have very creative players. You guys have already seen that. Hilly is one of the smartest players that has ever graced the game. Um, I can say that with certainty about the Western, you know, hemisphere of, of, of players. Very intelligent player. Very intelligent guy in general. Very, very smart. And I knew this all along. Like, I didn't need to join Fnatic to know this. You know, when you, when you lost to Hilly, and you just looked at what he did, and um, it's just you you were mind boggled by the things that he managed to 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 figure out in order to break you. I didn't need to to join uh, fanatic to know that. How's reckless to coach? I never coach reckless. Maybe Nelson can tell you. Wasn't Yellowstar big brain? Hey, Yellowstar was also a great player in his own right.
do you have other connections with coaches? How do you mean? Coaches within my team or coaches in other teams? Coaches in other teams, I'm not so close, no. So um, mostly just staying in touch with, with, with players that I used to work with. How self-made to coach? It's intriguing. It's, it's definitely like a, 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 a journey, you know? Self-made has a kind heart and he follows his uh, emotions and instincts, right? And, and with a person like that, you, you never know uh, what you're going to get on the day. Which is, which is interesting in, in itself, you know? Because when self-made's instincts pop just the right way, you know, everything just plays out really, really well for self-made. And, and that to me is just like how I would define someone that is just naturally talented at something. How do you coach Fnatic to disengage like they did in the game against XL? Well, there's this book called The Art of War. And uh, yeah. That's it. That's the only thing I'm going to, to share. I appreciate all your nice comments. Thank you. Do you like Adam in the top lane? I like Adam in the top lane because he's... I see myself in him. I see myself in Adam. I was a very big Olaf player myself. Played all off top. Played all of all off top. Let's see. I have uh, 48 laws of power over here. Yeah, stop looking at my ass. Someone asked me about... This was book actually... You know who, who, who recommended this to me? Not to me specifically, but he tweeted it. Unlimited. So I just bought it. I was like, Robert Green wrote it? Can't be bad. This is... Uh, it's, it's weird because I would never recommend this book, as weird as it sounds. Because this, this, this is a book, Potato Laws of Power is, is, is a book of how to manipulate people. And that is, that's like, you know, uh, I don't know, like this, this book in the wrong hands, it's, it's really bad. Really, really bad. Let's, let's just read uh, a couple of pages, okay? So law one, never outshine the master. Right? Law two, never put too much trust in friends. Learn how to use enemies. Law three, conceal your intentions. <laughs> law four, always say less than necessary. Law 5. So much depends on reputation. 
guarded with your life. Law 6. Court attention at all costs. What does that mean? Everything is judged by its appearance. What is unseen counts for nothing. Never let yourself get lost in the crowd, then, or buried in oblivion. Stand out. Be conspicuous at all costs. Make yourself a magnet of attention by appearing larger, more colorful, more mysterious than the bland and timid masses. Get others to do the work for you, but always take the credit. Tell me this is not a book of manipulation. Make other people come to you. Use bait if necessary. Win through your actions, never through argument. Infection. Avoid the unhappy and unlucky. Learn to keep people dependent on you. This is, this is just a book of manipulation and how to keep people under your thumb. Really is. Let's, let's continue, okay? Let's continue. I'm pretty sure it gets darker. Use selective honesty and generosity to disarm your victim. Your victim. Just that in itself. Victim. Your victim. When asking for help, appeal to people's self-interest, never to their mercy or gratitude. Pose as a friend, work as a spy. Crush your enemy completely. Use absence to increase respect and honor. This is a good one, actually. This is a good one. Keep others in suspended terror. Cultivate an air of unpredictability. Do not build fortresses to protect yourself. Isolation is dangerous. Know who you're dealing with. Do not offend the wrong person. Do not commit to anyone. So this contradicts what I believe in. Play a sucker to catch a sucker. Seem dumber than your mark. Use the surrender tactic. Transform weakness into power. Concentrate your forces. Play the perfect courtier. Recreate yourself. Keep your hands clean. Play on people's needs. To believe to create a cult-like following. Play on people's need to believe. Make your accomplishments seem effortless. That's a good one, actually. Play to people's fantasies. That would mean I would have to make an ASMR channel. Master the art of timing. This is a good one, actually. Master the art of timing. Disdain things you cannot have. Ignoring them is the best revenge. Create compelling spectacles. Think as you like, but behave like others. Stir up waters to catch fish. Despise the free lunch. Avoid stepping into a great man's shoes. 
Strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. Work on the hearts and minds of others. Disarm and infuriate with the mirror effect. Preach the need for change, but never reform too much at once. Never appear too perfect. Do not go past the mark you aim for. In victory, learn when to stop. Very good law. Assume formlessness. By taking a shape, by having a visible plan, you open yourself to attack. Instead of taking a form for your enemy to grasp, keep yourself adaptable and on the move. Accept the fact that nothing is certain and no law is fixed. The best way to protect yourself is to be as fluid and formless as water. Never bet on stability or lasting order. Everything changes. Also very good law. No law is fixed. Good last law. That is true. Book of Manipulation. Also good to, like, this is useful to know what other people could do as well. Right? Very interesting read. Dark book. Next book I have. This is the 420 Gourmet. This is a cookbook of how to cook now. <laughs> this was a joke gag gift for me. Highlighting cannabis. All right, I think that's a good place uh, to end it. Anything else that we should bring up and talk about? Who's the best at chess and fanatic? I am. Dan Zinzar performance. Well, we banned it, didn't we? Do you have any tips how to build a relationship at a new working place? I think the best way to start is to make a gesture. Make a gesture, and um, through that gesture, start conversation. Show interest. Talk less about yourself, find out more about others. What do you guys do? What do you like to do in your spare time? What's your name? How long have you worked here? Well, that's interesting. Any tips you can share with me about working in this place? What should I look out for? Make conversation. People 
like to be asked questions most of the time. What do you like to do at your spare time? This uh, podcast, I guess. <laughs> yes. Can you speak some German, please? Yeah. Wenn du willst. Wäre einfach, wenn du fragst eine Frage in Deutsch. What are you passionate about? I mean, in lockdown, I learned how to make my own pizza, though. In lockdown, I learned how to invest my money. I learned a lot about crypto. I learned a lot about the stock market. And, um, yeah, that was my project. And during lockdown, I was also working in the LEC. So I also flew to Korea, right? So I was quite busy. I, I'm th I think in the, if in the future I, I should do like a skill sabbatical, like a sabbatical, but like a year where I just focus on a key word, learn a word. How do you think Adam has performed so far? I think he has performed in a, I summarize it in, in one word, I would say bold. He has performed boldly very bold and um that's a good thing because when you have a rookie that plays bold it means that uh man's got a sack when he has a sack on him it means that he has realized the true nature of the game whether you play in your mom's basement or in a gaming house or in a studio He is still playing the same game of League of Legends. And that I'm very happy about. Not bald. Bold. Bold. Cold. Bold. Hold. Bold. Do you think the new MOBA Pokemon is going to be good? I don't know anything about MOBA Pokemon. Sounds interesting. Did you read The Eleven Rings of Phil Jackson's? Yes, I have. Phil Jackson is a legend. I have read The Eleven Rings. Well, I have it as an audiobook. Yeah, the plan is me and LS, we're going to make a uh, Pokemon um, team. We're just going to make a Pokemon team. It was supposed to be a secret, but me and LS are going to make a Pokemon team. Our Dominator is going to coach us. Nelson is going to Play top lane. What advice would you give to people who don't read? Use audiobooks. Do you like to watch NALCS? A waste of time. Honestly, a waste of time. But I watch Jizuki play. That's my, my, my business. It's just, I would watch NALCS if there wouldn't be too many 
Like, there's so many LPL games and so many LCK games that it's tough for me to keep up. It's hard for me, like... What is the one thing you're working on on yourself? Well, trying to be more consistent in the way I exercise and think that my, my diet can be a lot better. But I'm having a hard time finding the right timing to, 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 to detox and to reset my, my body in the right way. So I feel like that's, that's what I need. But it means that I would have to like lose a day, you know? But okay, that was uh, episode five of The Voice of Yamato. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to post this on YouTube. I would appreciate it very much if you guys uh, would leave a comment over there and, um, you know, uh, maybe subscribe even. It would help me a great deal. Uh, I uh, want to give back to the community and uh, I have to admit that uh, numbers go a long way you look good with the Fnatic, Fnatic logo thank you very much um, Sally Euphoria and thank you so much in Star 1 Nelson SNG see you hope you go 1-1 one, one this week Yeah, the, the most fanatic thing to do is to beat you guys and lose against uh, whoever the fuck else we're playing just like the only reason I would say whoever the fuck else we're playing is because it's one of the one of the oofs. Let's see. Let's see here. We play, I believe, Astralis. Yeah, we play Astralis. <laughs> Sorry, Astralis. Welcome, Helios12. All the best to you, Nelson. Best of luck to you, brother. Take care. Your voice is great. You'll be great at doing podcasts. This is a podcast. I don't know. The split teams seem to play a little bit better when they play against G2. Not gonna lie. Schalke, Astralis. There were some moments. Okay. One final time. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye-bye.